Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. Dot com coming to you after Game 6 of the Stanley Cup semifinal round series between the New York Islanders and your Tampa Bay Lightning. New York wins the game 3-2 in overtime. The series is now tied at three games apiece with Game 7 coming to Amelie Arena on Friday at 8 p.m. The winner will advance to the Stanley Cup final. The losing team will have nothing but regret to think about by the time the game is over. So what do we have with Tampa Bay in dropping this game? We're going to get into some of the big reasons for the result as we tend to dissect things here on the podcast. And the first thing we're going to touch on is the loss of Nikita Kucherov. It's obviously a huge loss. When you see the top offensive player on your team depart the game after one shift, and then you look at the reason why it turned out that way. Because Kucherov left the ice after just that one shift in the first period and did not return. It comes courtesy of a cross-check to the rib area delivered by New York's Scott Mayfield in the lightning offensive zone. Kucherov had just released the puck and took the, shall we say, rather malicious cross-check to the rib area that knocked him to the ice. It's, it's a blindsided hit. He's not expecting to be hit. He shouldn't be hit. He shouldn't be in a position to be hit. Falls to the ice. He does get up. He tries to finish his shift. And as the puck goes down the other way, he does try and deliver a hit to Matt Barzell. But you could tell he just he wasn't comfortable. Wasn't in a good spot. Uh, as soon as the play was dead... Uh, He attempted to try and get over to the bench, but was unable to get there. And instead, because of the way the setup is at Nassau Coliseum, he had to go down the tunnel, which is not connected to the bench. And it's obviously there for everybody to see as he heads back to the locker room. And he never came back. Now, his absence is not the reason 
The Lightning lost this game, but it is a factor in the loss. Because you can't lose a player of his caliber and not feel the effects. He means so much to this team. He he changes the way teams defend Tampa Bay. Specifically on the power play, but we'll, we'll get into that. And on top of that, if you're the Lightning, you, you go into this game with a pretty good game, game plan. You know, you executed a flawless, basically, game plan in game five and executed it to near perfection. And not that the game plan was going to be the same tonight, but here's what happens. You have this game plan in place, and two minutes into the game, you have to throw it out the window. Because what you thought you were going to be able to do now changes so drastically that you have to readjust the lines on the fly. And I know the Lightning play 11 forwards a lot, and they have at times this season, even a couple of times here in the playoffs. But that's by design because they, they go 7-11. and 11. So that's by design. So they have, they have a game plan. You go into that game plan. These are the 11 forwards we're going to use, and this is how we're going to execute them. This is who's going to take the, the additional shifts with the fourth line. But two minutes into the game, when you're down to 11 forwards, it just it changes everything and changes your approach and how you're going to do it. Now all of a sudden, your number two center has to be elevated to first line wing. Your number three, so after that, it's all just jumbled. There really weren't any set line combinations after that. I mean, you saw combinations all over the ice. So it changes how the lighting have to approach it. And then, of course, you miss his presence on the power play, and it was really noticeable in the third period after the Islanders came all the way back and tied it 2-2. The Lightning had a power play with about four and a half to five minutes to go. And when you watch, watch that power play, and it's Andre Pilat who played that spot during the regular season when Nikita Kucherov was out over on the right circle, whenever the puck would go to that side of the ice, the Islanders paid no attention. They had no respect or didn't concern themselves with what Andre Pilat was doing over there. They were going to take away Braden Point, and they were going to take away Steven Stamkos. You put Kucherov over in that circle, much different situation. There's a lot more respect you have to give Nikita Kucherov and what he can do with the puck. So it, it changes the way the Islanders could defend that critical lightning power play that came up empty and sent the game to overtime. And here's the other thing. Why are we still in a league where that type of a hit is not only accepted, it's glorified? To listen to some of the national commentators talk about how smart of a play that is, what is going on with the culture of this game? There's so much culture. There's so much deep culture 
that this game has, this league has, that we look at that, and I, I say, I don't, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying me, but there are plenty of people who look at that play and go, yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah, take out the top player. Why does this league not do things to protect their star players? As somebody mentioned to me, can you imagine in the NFL if after 16, soon to be 17 regular season games, you get into the postseason and you don't enforce some of the rules that are in place to protect the stars and you just say roughing the passer is free game. Quarterback is free game. Anybody's allowed to hit him. Go ahead. We're not going to call it. It's playoffs. Well, that's kind of what this is. Because Mayfield did it twice. He did it to Kucherov. And at the end of the second period, he did it to Steven Stamkos. Stamkos is along the boards in the offensive zone, battling for a puck. He's engaged with somebody else. And Mayfield comes behind him and delivers a cross check that sends Steven Stamkos' head, his face, into the lip of the boards. Stamkos got a bloody nose from it. No call on either of those. None. What is this league doing when it comes to promoting and protecting some of the stars in the game? I mean, really, let's be honest, they should be protecting everybody. There should be better safety measures in place. That's a debate for another time. But in particular, the lack of respect that the star players get in this league... Look at the the talk when Connor McDavid couldn't draw a penalty in the series between Edmonton and Winnipeg. It was a major storyline coming up that Connor McDavid, the best offensive player in the game, despite how much he gets mugged, hooked, held, everything, didn't draw one penalty in the playoff series against Winnipeg. It it blows my mind that how drastically the rules change when you, when you take the shift from the end of the regular season to the start of the postseason. And you slowly start to see the deeper the rounds get, the less of those calls have been made. It's the same thing in the Montreal-Vegas series. You know, there's been a couple of blatant cross-checks or boarding calls, the high-stick... Uh, against Corey Perry that go uncalled. And I, and I, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what voices need to be heard to get a better understanding of why the league allows this to happen. But I can tell you why. Because it's deep-rooted in the culture of the game. It's not just the locker room. It's the culture of the officials. It's the old adage, let the boys play. We don't want to be the ones to decide the outcome. Well, guess what? You are. Referees are always going to have a say in the outcome of the game. So call the game. Call the game properly. Even on the first New York goal, Alex Kalorn is taken out of a position to make a defensive play because his hand got yanked by the stick of Matthew Barzell. That allowed Jordan Eberle the space he needed to pull the puck from his forehand to his backhand 
and beat Andre Vasilevsky less than two minutes after Anthony Sorelli had given Tampa Bay a 2-0 lead. So just call, call, call the blatants. Call the penalties that are there. I don't care what the time frame is of the game. You have to call it. And it's crazy to me that they continue to allow a lot of this to happen, and a lot of it happens to the star players in the game. And we saw it on full display in game number five, game number six, sorry. The other thing, and before we get into that, I want to make sure you do know about our special promotion with smackapparel.com. If you go to smackapparel.com, you can check out those back-to-boat shirts. You can check out the Big Cat shirts. You can check out their entire Tampa Bay hockey apparel, as well as anything else they have. Use the code BOLTS21, that's B-O-L-T-S-21, and you will receive 21% off any order, not just the hockey-related stuff, any order. So make sure you use that code BOLTS21 at smackapparel.com. Take care of the sponsors that help bring this show to you. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Right. The other big aspect in this game is the third period. Because as I said, Nikita Kucherov's absence is not the reason Tampa Bay lost this game. He could have helped them to win this game. But it's not why they lost this game because they did build the 2-0 lead. Braden Point, who else, scores for the ninth consecutive game, puts Tampa Bay on the board in the first period. I mentioned the Sorelli goal that put them up 2-0. Jordan Everly cuts into that to make it 2-1, and Tampa Bay holds that one-goal lead going into the third period. But in the third I'm sure you've heard this phrase, and I wrote about it on my website, lightninginsider.com. Safe as death. It's something that the 2004 team used a lot, and it wasn't just a playoff thing. It was a, it was a mindset where if you if you try and play the game safe, safe, it it, it leads to bad things. And I'm not – I don't think necessarily Tampa Bay played the game safe. I think they played it just a little too cautious in the third because at some point, at some point when you're protecting a lead, you have to make the other team play defense. You can't let them be on the attack all the time. You have to make them work on their own end. You have to get pucks in deep and not change every time you get pucks in deep. Sometimes you have to cycle it, get in on the forecheck, make the other team work. And I get the whole idea of go 200 feet, make them come 200 feet, don't cut the ice in half for them, don't cut it into quarters for them. Just make sure that you get it in deep, but go, you got to go to work at some point. In the first 10 minutes of the period, not only did the Lightning have zero shots on goal, 
they had three shot attempts. It wasn't until 10 seconds after the Islanders scored to tie the game by Scott Mayfield, who, according to Keith Jones from NBC, was rewarded by going after the Lightning's top players. So again, there's that praising him and then saying he got rewarded for it. But it wasn't until after the Islanders scored that the Lightning put a shot on net. You have to make the other team work. That's where that safe as death comes into play. You you would have liked to have seen, of course, Tampa Bay get a third goal. Two goal cushions are much better than one goal cushions. You know the Islanders are going to push. They feel they felt a lot more life with that Everly goal that made it two one for obvious reasons. But you got You got to take that away from them. You got to take that life away from them. You have to put pucks in deep and make them work. And the Lightning didn't, didn't, didn't do it. They didn't do it. They and I, look. They didn't. They didn't exactly sit back, but they were on their heels. You got to be a little bit more on your toes, or at least be on your toes. At least make the other team think they're going to have to work. And they didn't do that enough. And to me, that's the biggest issue with this game because they they were in position to win it. They were in position to hold on to this lead because they've done it before. I mean, they're they were thirty seven and one on the season, including the playoffs, when leading after two periods. The team that scored first in this series had won each of the previous five games. Tampa Bay was 11-1 in the postseason when scoring the first goal. So they know how to do these things. And, and, you know, and I mean, John Cooper said it. They were not under constant siege in the third, even though they weren't spending any time in the offensive zone. But you can't just let teams keep coming after you because eventually they're going to find a hole somewhere. Doesn't mean they're going to capitalize on it, but they're going to find an opportunity. And that's what happened because Mayfield joined the play late coming off the bench and it led to defensive mistake. The coverage was wrong because it was nobody over on the right-hand side at that point. And all three forwards were on the wrong side of the ice. Again, does some of that come because of the mix-up, having to play with 11 forwards, not anything set from there? I mean, I wonder how many shifts this year Blake Coleman and Tyler Johnson have been in the ice together for a five-on-five. I bet it's not many. Those were two of the three forwards that were on the ice. And it led to a defensive breakdown. And it opened up a hole, and credit Mayfield for taking advantage of it. Didn't have much of a window to shoot at, but he found a way in. Tied the game, brought the Coliseum to life. And then in the third period, or in the overtime, and look, I said Tampa Bay had a power play late. You heard me talk about that. So they they still had a chance to win the game in regulation. And then you get to the overtime, and you never know what happens in overtime. I don't think you predict Blake Coleman trying to go up the middle of the ice from around his goal line, which he did. He was looking for Jan Ruda. Ends up right on the tape of Anthony Beauvillier. 
and you have game over. 66 seconds into the period, Islanders have life. Lightning skate slowly back to their locker room, and now you have to prepare for a game seven. And the Lightning are now in a situation that they haven't been in for two playoffs, and that's facing elimination. It's a one-game winner-take-all, but it's still an elimination game. This is the first time they haven't won a series in five or six games. Beat Columbus in five. Beat Boston in five. Beat the Islanders last year in six. Beat Dallas in six. Dispatched a Florida in six. And beat Carolina in five. Had a chance to once again do that. To close it out in six. They didn't. Now they must face a game seven. It's the first elimination game they will face since game four against Columbus in 2019. So this group, this core group that has been through so much and understand that this is going to be the last shot with the majority of these core players, these players have been around for six or seven years to get the job done. They were given a lease on life, so to speak, with the Kucherov injury that allowed this team to stay intact. But this is it. This is their last hurrah. So they have to take that to heart. I think they will embrace it. I think they understand all of that that I just talked about. I think they get an opportunity here in front of their home fans to give them something that they missed out on last year. And that's the excitement of a Stanley Cup final. I'm not saying that the Lightning are going to win. Certainly we've seen that they can compartmentalize and push either big wins or tough losses behind them. I mean, they won game five, eight, nothing. And they had a two, nothing lead in this game. They actually scored, ended up scoring 12 straight goals in this series before the Islanders finally broke through. But I expect this team to be ready to go to show that resiliency that they've shown here the last couple years because they have been able to put aside emotional losses. Granted, none of them sent them to an elimination game, but you know they win that five-overtime marathon against Columbus in game one last year. They lost game two, went on to win the next three, including an overtime series clincher. In the series against Boston, they lost game one, able to come back and win the next four. In the Eastern Conference Finals against the Islanders last year, game five, they lose in overtime. Broken stick by Zach Bogosian leads to a two-on-one. Islanders finish it off. They go to a game six. Lightning found a way to win game six. Stanley Cup final. They lose game five to the Dallas Stars. A chance to win the Stanley Cup. Having won a overtime game the night before to go up 3-1 in the series. And then they lose in double overtime 
with a chance to win the cup to Dallas, came back in the next game, one two nothing. So in that aspect, this is very similar. You lose an emotional overtime game. You're not able to hold on to a two-goal lead with a chance to advance to the Stanley Cup. What can you show in the next game? And they've earned the benefit of the doubt here that they can put together the right kind of effort. And they're going to get to do it in front of Amelie Arena crowd. And I think that will help them. I think that can spur them on. And I think we're going to get the right kind of effort out of them on Friday. Not predicting wins. I don't do that. But I do think they'll play the right way and give themselves a chance. And that's what you want. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. Again, Game 7, Friday at 8 p.m., Tampa Bay. And the New York Islanders, again, no update on Nikita Kucherov, so keep your eye on that over the next couple of days. Uh, Eric Chernak, again, missed the game, so keep an eye on that over the next couple of days before we get to Friday's Game 7. And embrace it. Be like the team. Embrace the opportunity. All right, I'm Eric Rollinson. Talk to you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.